0: Tonight on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, we have the return of JJ. We're doing week 13 reviews where we're doing it from our nice warm houses, unlike the Patriots and Buffalo who are playing out in the nasty weather tonight. And there's some old apologies, right, JJ? That's what I hear. I wasn't here, but uh, always love apologies. That's right. So let's get into it. It's time for Garbage Time. Guys, welcome to Garbage Time Fantasy Football. We have a two-man show tonight for the Week 13 Review. How are you doing tonight, JJ?
1: Doing good. It was a boring Monday at work, but I'm happy to be back on the pod. Missed you guys in that week off, so happy to be here.
0: Yeah, we missed you too. We saw you a little bit in the apology last week. Is there anything you'd like to say to the heckling fandom so you can move on in silence?
1: I was coerced into making that apology, and it was a lie, so...
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. And speaking of silence, silence, you owe us an apology. Specifically, you owe Ron an apology. You said that Jonathan Taylor wouldn't get 12 points in full uh, PPR format, and he had well over 12 points in full PPR format. So uh, we'll be waiting for that apology. So thank you, and uh, entertain the heckling fandom for us. So leave a voicemail at www.garbagetimeff.com. Ron was gracious enough to say that you could give whatever you wanted for the apology, so we'll kindly be waiting for it. You can talk shit in the comments about it, but we still need the apology, okay? Of some variety, and we'll play it live on the show, just you know, for our entertainment, our sick entertainment. Anything you want to say, JJ, before we get into the news? Uh, the bears suck. Well, that's just kind of a given. You were playing the Cardinals. They kind of make everyone look bad. So with that, let's get into the news.
1: News update.
0: All right, there is a whole host of news and uh, not good news this week, too. Keenan Allen just went on the COVID-19 list, and that was within the last few hours. So um, I'm pretty fucking pissed about this. He's my number one wide receiver right before playoffs. So I'm very convinced I'm probably not going to have him for the first week of the playoffs. What's this going to do to teams around fantasy football leagues, JJ?
1: Yeah, I think you kind of characterized it correctly. Um, most leagues are either starting their playoffs or getting ready to start their playoffs and maybe they need that one more win so uh obviously if you have keenan allen on your team he's a key piece and probably your wide receiver one wide receiver two if you have a really good team so um yeah it's not good
0: dude i'm a little bit scared right now i'm uh waiting on him to come back to the first week of playoffs which i don't even know if i'll have him if he's vaccinated potentially i'll have him that week Dolphin coach on an injury uh, luckily alexander madison's playing well and speaking of other wide receivers, I've got another one on my roster, too. Antonio Brown is rumored to not even rejoin the Buccaneers this season. Um, That was getting floated out there this year. This might be fodder. What's your thoughts on this? Do you think there's any truth behind it? And should teams be looking to drop him for that extra waiver spot? A.B.? Yes, sir.
1: Yeah, uh, I have him in two other leagues, and I dropped him in both. So there was a report that, yeah, that he may not have a future with the team. Um. After what he did, and obviously he got the service suspension, it's tough because the Bucks. He's obviously still really talented, and the Bucks are going to be in the postseason, so they obviously want him. But at the same time, there's the moral dilemma and all that. I would guess that he's going to stay with the Bucks, but um, I'm um, hoping so because i like him
0: for Week 16, and luckily we have enough uh, roster spots. I should be able to fit him in, but I'm going to be uh. Thin on my bench going into those weeks, so it's going to be a little concerning. I'm very scared for playoffs. I'm there, but I'm not confident, (laughs) especially Mm -hmm. with those last little bits of news I've just given you. Can't wait to see how the universe fucks me the next few days. All right, with uh, Chase Edmonds, too, is expected to return in Week 14. Do you think this is going to do anything to James Conner's
1: Um, Yeah, I think, I mean, in his absence, you've seen Conner get way more involved in the passing game, so... He made a sick one-handed catch for the Bears that he ran in for a touchdown. So when uh, Chase Edmonds was healthy, that was kind of his role. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: Connors done so well, it's kind of a shame that Edmonds is coming back. But um, I do think he's going to take those – I mean, what? He'll probably get 10 touches a game when he comes back like he was before. So
0: You don't think Connors has earned a little bit more of a role? I do. I just don't think that they're going to – just bench Chase Edmonds, basically. I think he will get his touches. So, Yeah, I kind of believe you're right there. Um, Adam Thielen suffered a high ankle sprain uh, against the Lions this week. Do you think this is going to make Tyler Conklin a very interesting red zone target going forward? Yeah, I do. Uh, he's
1: kind of already ascended this year, and uh, Cousins definitely trust him. So Thielen obviously is one of those – Big targets down there as well, and now without that, there, you know, I know, in the in the game, KJ Osborne and Jefferson both caught red zone touchdowns. So, but yeah, I definitely like
0: Conklin going forward. Who are you more interested going forward, Osborne or uh, Conklin? Conklin, probably. I think that's a solid option too. Uh, he seemed to be have a little bit more solid role in the offense too, and I really do like his red zone targets too. They seem to like the target to target him there too. In some quarterback news, Daniel Jones is likely out against the Chargers in Week 14. Uh, is this play any defense against the Giants, even with Daniel Jones coming back? Maybe in Week 15, 16. Is it just they're the streamer to play against in the playoffs?
1: Yeah, uh, I think they're what they're playing the Chargers this week. So mm-hmm. um,
0: you're not going to get them off waivers, but
1: probably not. They, I do like Saquon's outlook a little bit. This week he only had eleven carries in their game versus the Dolphins. I think that probably ticks up with uh, Jake Fromm starting next week.
0: Yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs> yeah.
1: So. Well. Uh, oh. So yeah, I, uh, yeah, I I agree. It's even with Jones, you could probably stream defenses against the Giants with as as bad as he played.
0: Heckling fandom coming in hot already from the start. Sua comes in and asks, will Melvin Gordon play next week? What's your thoughts on this, JJ? I certainly hope not with uh, the way Javante Williams played last night. Yeah, and that was uh, an interesting question that I put in the uh, notes of the podcast here, right in the title. Javante Williams had an absolutely excellent game last night. We we were going to talk about this a little bit later, but since we're already on the topic and uh, Sua brought it up, what do you think Javante Williams' role is going to be in the coming weeks, and do you love the outlook of this schedule that he has going forward? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of something we've talked about. Um, you know,
1: Melvin Gordon has just kind of hindered Javante Williams this season. Like, everyone can see the blatant talent that's there. It was a great landing spot for him in the draft, and everyone was excited. But um, I think Gordon's 50-50 split kind of uh, – was a bit of a surprise for people. So I do think that he's definitely earned the right for more carries. So, mm-hmm. and especially with uh, Melvin Gordon, you know, not coming back next
0: year. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I believe contract does extend beyond this year, but I could really see them trying to trade him for a late round pick. And I think that's actually what will end up happening as long as they front loaded that contract. Do you have any insight into that? Just for dynasty players?
1: For Melvin Gordon's contract? Yeah.
0: This is the last year of his deal.
1: He's not oh, a, really? He's already yeah, – he, was yeah, that a, a two-year deal? Yeah, two-year deal last
0: year, this year, and he's an unrestricted free agent. So, He'll make a little bit of money somewhere else. Maybe. Sue will come yeah, maybe. We'll see. He'll probably be in the committee with the Jets' backfield. Uh, Sue has another question here. I have Cordell Patterson to take one, so I'm good on matchups for my running backs. So this actually isn't a question. This is a statement. So, you should be all right next week. I, I don't see anything wrong with either one of these options. Uh, also, speaking of uh, wide receivers coming off of IR, Julio Jones is de- designated a return. Is this interesting for the Titans, considering they have nobody there at all?
1: Yeah, it's, you know, better than the, like, undrafted free agents that they're playing right now, so.
0: Yeah. The, the only thing I'm concerned about here is just because someone comes up IR, you still have 21 days to activate them. So just because he's activated doesn't mean he's going to play this week either. And He's kind of been banged up all year. Um, the way my roster is going, I've kind of got a feeling uh, he may be forced into my lineup. <laughs> we'll see. I'm hoping not, but uh, hopefully a lot of our uh, heckling fandom are going to be forced into those situations right. in the coming weeks. Hopefully you're nice and healthy going into your, your uh, league playoffs. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, week to week, does this remove any viability of any Texans going forward? Yeah, it looks like he uh,
1: damaged some ligaments in his wrists, so um, we talked about this, a I think, a couple weeks ago, but it makes no sense for the Texans to play him, just see what you have in Davis Mills, um, and let him get reps, you know, Tyrod's not going to be your future quarterback, so... I think he probably has started his last game for the Texans, if I'm a betting man, but...
0: Yeah, it's kind of my feeling, too. And uh Sua over here bragging in the bottom of the comments, saying, I have Cup and Kyler playing one week from now. Maybe James Conner, too, so three. Yeah, you're in good shape going into the playoffs, Sue. You're going to be one hell of a hard out for anyone in your playoffs, it sounds like. And we kind of got that idea when you were laying down your roster last week, too. So, good luck to you, man. We're rooting for you. We want people in the heckling fandom to win, so... Good luck next week. Uh, Joe Burrow will play through a finger injury. That was reported late last night. It seems like all quarterbacks are getting finger injuries the last few weeks. Uh, do you think this will affect him in any way?
1: Um, I don't know. I was
0: flipping back and forth in the Red Zone channel, and I, I actually
1: saw a lot of that Bengals-Chargers game. So it looked bad. His pinky was swollen up really, really bad. So, uh, mm-hmm. And obviously on the sideline he was like in a lot of discomfort. So... He's just going to try and manage it. He seemed to throw it okay. I don't, I not I mean there were a couple passes that probably came out a little slower than they would have, but I think
0: he can still be effective. So, unlike Taysom Hill, who's a tight end starting at quarterback, yeah, that's right, <laughs> Joe. But boy, you put up 28 points for me from that starting position. I may have to play him again next week. I only threw four interceptions, so like, he's as good as Andy Dalton. That's uh, okay. He he still got 28 points. He can have four interceptions every week if he gets me 28 points. Jalen Hurts uh was already announced as a starter, I believe, for week 14 or 15 whenever he comes back healthy. Uh, is there any quarterback controversy here with Philly? Uh, do you think there's any chance that they're looking for an out to potentially draft someone or move with Minshew mania going forward? Uh, I mean they they came out again. Sirianni came out again today
1: and reinforced that. Hurts as their starter going forward, so I, I don't think there's a controversy. Uh, Minshew did play really well, but no offense, Joe. it Was there the Jets who were missing
0: Marcus Mays and a
1: lot of pieces on the defense?
0: You're not missing pieces. You're playing against a pee-wee league defense. They're going to need to spend their whole draft on defenses, what is the apparently to be competitive next year. So, no, there's no offense to that. You're 100% speaking the truth. Uh, they need some help <laughs> in a lot of it. Uh, and some more news, too. Uh, Darren Waller is day-to-day, so they may be looking to play uh, other tight ends, too, who Foster Moreau did not produce that well this weekend, but doesn't mean he won't produce this week, too. I don't know if it was just a bad matchup against Washington, who is underrated as a defense. Yeah, they're, they're coming around a little bit. Yeah, and some news that I find a little bit more interesting. Darrell Henderson uh, has a muscle strain and what's kind of strange about muscle strains is they tend to last for a few weeks, and what pissed me off is they didn't declare him out, so I kept him on my bench, and Mm -hmm. Sony Michel played out of his effing mind this week, so he's playing a Monday night game, so he may be forced into my lineup regarding the situation of my team anyway, but it's irritating as a fantasy owner, not really knowing what's going on with this running back situation. Would you rather have just seen them declare him out or is this strategic? Like what the hell are the Rams doing? Yeah, it's pretty
1: much bullshit. It Um, is bullshit. I hate when teams do that. They make the guy active, like he's going to play. And then he just doesn't take a single snap. Um, I think if I'm not mistaken. Who did someone notable? It happened with last year. Um, Maybe even Hopkins or somebody like that. Um, I can't remember who it was, but uh, we've seen it before. Notable guys are. It was uh, Ke- uh, It may not have even been last year, it may have been two years ago, but Keenan Allen was hurt. Mm-hmm. And he was active, and he tweeted, play me in fantasy, and then he didn't record a single catch and screwed everyone over. So I hate that stuff.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, sue is this at the bottom. I don't care if Henderson is playing. Uh, I do Sue because I'd like Sony Michelle. In my lineup, because he would significantly help right now. Uh, He's a very talented running back, and let Henderson get healthy for a few weeks. It'll help me out a little bit. So, Henderson, feel free to rest on your couch or on that bench for a few weeks, as long as you're not in that game. Logan Thomas is out for the season. Uh, ACL, MCL, tear. Do you think this is a career render for him? I thought it wasn't a tear. I believe it was. Did you get an update on that that I didn't see?
1: Yeah, I thought today they did an MRI and it wasn't actually an ACL tear.
0: I didn't see that update. So uh, while you're looking that up, too, I'll go over some other news. Yeah.
1: Ron Rivera MRI indicated
0: Logan Thomas did not tear ACO. Is this still a season under then? Um, I am, let me keep reading. Okay. And some other news too, Corey Davis. Uh season is over though. He's getting core muscle surgery and I think this makes Elijah Moore a must start going forward too. He has been the number two wide receiver in all of fantasy football since week eight, which I found is a shocking statistic. So boy did they actually make a good draft pick in the second round this year. What's your thoughts on Elijah Moore going forward?
1: Yeah, he's uh looks like a great pick for the Jets and uh Talking um, about time. Glad to see him panning out. Looks like a stud, so he does. Uh, yeah, going forward, I think he's definitely a viable start. You know, no offense to the Jets, but they're in a lot of game scripts where they have to throw more than run the ball and control the clock. So he's going to stay involved and be a good player.
0: No offense taken. They suck, and that's the game script. But luckily, it's going to get a lot of experience for the younger quarterback, who seemed to play well this weekend, which I was okay with. Um, And some other news, too. In that same game, Miles Sanders did hurt his ankle, and he was having a monster game. Uh, what's the outlook of Miles Sanders, even though they're going into bye week this week? Do we still have that Glass thing? It, it's somewhere in there. I'm <laughs> definitely not looking for it, though. I'm not digging that far down our uh, our history to look for it. Yeah, so pretty
1: much Glass. He's always hurt. I, something about those Penn State running backs, him and Barkley, they're always banged up and hurt, so... Um, yeah, it's a shame. It was nice to see Kenny Gainwell get back involved in the offense. It was. I, I, it's just baffling to me that they have not played him. So, he's talented. It
0: makes no sense. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Oh, uh, did you have that update on Logan Thomas?
1: Yeah, the Rivera came out today and said that the uh MRI revealed it wasn't an ACL tear. There was damage, but it wasn't wasn't significant. So, mm-hmm. they're waiting for more it wasn't extensive, and they're waiting for
0: more uh, tests to come back. So, no, well, at least it won't be a career ender for him. It may no. potentially end the season. There's only five weeks left, but who knows? Maybe if they seek in the wild card, he could get in. Should they make a run? I don't see them making a run, but hey, you know the season's no, 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 weird as hell. It's possible. Lately. Yeah, Haneke does things when uh, he's under pressure. He's a lot more underrated than people give him credit for. He's saved my ass in Dynasty in a league that I shouldn't have even been around the playoffs or sniffing it this year. Uh, Kenny Drake is out for the season, though. This is big time for Josh Jacobs now. He is going to get a significant workload in the passing game now. What's your thoughts on this going forward for Josh Jacobs?
1: Uh, definitely positive for him. Um, he actually looked, I caught a little bit of that game too. He looked pretty good running the ball. Uh, some hurdles, some guys and, uh, he looked pretty good. Like you said, catching the ball too. So, um, yeah, I, I agree. Definitely, uh, increases his value though. If you have Josh Jacobs on your team, you may not be
0: in a playoff position, but who knows? Mm-hmm. So, Sue has got an interesting comment here, and I want to know what your thoughts on it were. He says, I'd rather start uh, Sony Michelle if Henderson isn't playing because Connors plays Vaughn, Aaron Donald, and Jalen Ramsey this coming week. What's your thoughts on this?
1: Um, if Henderson isn't playing, Sony Michelle versus Cardinals. You saw Montgomery run on him. But um, I'd. Probably still play James Conner, especially if Edmonds isn't back yet. Um, just keep an eye on that, but i if, especially if Edmonds isn't back, I'd definitely play Conner, but,
0: uh. Interestingly enough, too, the, the, Cardinals seemed to put it to the Rams last time they played them, too. I think they're physical enough to actually stick with them, which I didn't think many teams would be, so that kind of surprised me. It it might be an okay game script for them. I don't think you're going to get what happened to James Robinson last week. Listen, he was the only weapon that the Jaguars have, and they bottled him up. That's simply what happened. The Cardinals have a lot more weapons right now. They have to account for one hell of a quarterback there. So I I don't think James Conner is going to be in a bad game script even if they fall behind, because he's probably going to get the passing work this week. It'll take a little bit of time for Edmonds to get adjusted back into it. Yep. Yeah, he only plays on the championships. All right, uh, guys, too, if you love this show, like it down below on YouTube, subscribe to the show, join the heckling fandom at www.garbagetimeff.com. You can listen to us here on YouTube. Tune in. iHeartRadio. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon. Anywhere you find podcasts, you can find this show. Leave us reviews on Amazon, too. JJ, do you have any other thoughts before we get into the uh, game previews tonight? No. Damien
1: Harris ran for a 64-yard touchdown, though, so
0: suck it, So <laughs> I'm not going to beat you, but suck it. All right, let's get into that drop that, uh, you know, I internally feel like I heard the Keenan Allen news today. Ah! I was crying on my couch with my little Sam Darnold uh, doll. So, Teddy bear. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's get into this first game, too. We'll, let's talk about the Chiefs in Denver, considering that's a game that's probably on the foremost of our minds right now, too. So what the hell happened to this Chiefs offense? You're talking about Mahomes, who's 11th, the 11th quarterback in the year currently, and between Kelsey, him, and Hill, five catches for 49 yards. Did, did this Denver defense... I mean, did this Denver defense just shut them down or is this offense just completely out of sync? It's just I, I don't know. It's
1: It's not a good situation. Um definitely not. I think I looked at it last night. In the last 7 weeks, the Chiefs have had a bye week and I think 5 of the weeks he scored like six, 16 points or fewer in fantasy, so
0: and, yes, that, so to answer your question, Keenan does have COVID. Go ahead before I rudely interrupted you. No, I think
1: uh, – I mean, I covered it.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, no, and I'm in agreement here. It's it's just very unfortunate that the Chiefs offense is out of sync. They're winning games regardless of that. It's because I think they have a very talented team on both sides of the ball, and they're pretty balanced now. And they seem to be okay with that. It's not that this offense – isn't going to have breakout weeks. It is going to have breakout weeks, and they're heading towards the playoffs, so I think you'll see that. But it doesn't mean that you're going to have the severe dominance that you've had in the past years. I don't know if teams have figured them out. I don't think that's just the case, but I just think it's the symptom of an offensive line that hasn't really meshed over the year. Um, they have a lot of young pieces that they drafted. They brought in some veterans. Um, I don't know. They may have just thrown the uh, water out with the sink. No, I mean –
1: part of it's definitely figuring it out like we've talked about it a lot of the season like the same personnel it's the same Andy Reid scheme which as a Bears fan I can tell you doesn't work when other people run it so uh you gotta adapt so I don't know the defense is playing better too so they haven't been as desperate but um, I guess even in the games that they were desperate they couldn't get it going so who knows
0: Regardless, you're not benching any of these starters in the Chiefs offense going to the playoffs. You're riding dying with them. That's that's just the way it is, and that's how any fantasy player is going to own it. You are ballsy as hell if you bench any of these players because they can torch anyone any given week. Uh, a little tidbit, and interesting piece that I saw during this game was, is Darrell Williams seems to be getting involved in the passing work, even with CEH there. Do you have any thoughts about Darrell Williams going forward? Is he someone that you should stash on your bench?
1: You can stash him. I mean, we saw him fill in nicely when CEH was out hurt, so um, he's definitely viable. And obviously if something happens to CEH again, which is very possible because he's an undersized back, um, he'd separate right back into relevance. But other than that, unless I'm desperate in like a 16-team league or 14-team league, I probably am not starting Darrell Williams. So.
0: All right, and uh, the only effective piece – in this Broncos offense last night was Javante Williams, who was impressive as hell, 102 yards rushing, 76 yards, passing off six catches and one TD. Has he earned bell cow status for Denver going forward?
1: Uh, I mean, we touched on it earlier. It's going to depend how they view Melvin Gordon when he comes back, which to me makes no sense to uh, – I mean, I guess it does, but Denver's right in the mix for a, a playoff spot. So, I mean, I think Williams has been the better runner this year. He obviously can catch the ball effectively. Um, it just makes no sense to keep rolling with Melvin Gordon. So, should I hope Mel- he Yeah. Uh
0: Yeah. Should Melvin Gordon not be back uh, next week? Is Javante Williams potentially a top seven draft pick? Next week? Next year. Oh, next year, 100%. Yeah, I really uh, see him playing him. I think whoever took him in dynasty is probably really intelligent. Yeah, no, I think that was an excellent pick on their pride too. Uh so next we'll cover the Jets and Eagles, just get this out of the way cuz I got to get through this pain every week. Like I said, uh, I'll talk about the positives really quick. I really like Elijah Moore going forward. He's probably the only player that I'd like to get a jersey for. I've already got Elijah Ver Tucker. He's another good piece. Um Again, number two wide receiver since week eight, 77 yards and a touchdown. Wilson looked pretty good. Um, still going through rookie growing pains. He's not so good in the second half, but very good in the first half. Starting to like the play calling that they're going. I think he's a he has a very good outlook in Dynasty going forward, considering that they're going to play offensive ball and just shit on the defense, which is I'm getting a sense is going to happen in the next few years. So I think they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. Um, Miles Sanders had a good game, as we already alluded to, and Dallas Goddard absolutely killed the Jets in the first half. I thought he had over 100 yards in the first half, but come to find out, he went 6-405 and two touchdowns. It was only like 90 yards in the first half. So, oh, boy, good job, Jets defense. Uh, any thoughts on any fantasy outlooks in this game?
1: Yeah, we kind of talked talked about more uh, earlier on, but, I mean, he had 12 targets, which was double the next closest receiver, which I believe was Jameson Crowder, so... He's definitely uh, Zach Wilson's favorite now. And that chemistry was kind of noted, I think, in camp, right? There was a Corey Davis. Absolutely. There was a Corey Davis love, but that was in the preseason game. But in camp, it was Wilson to uh, Elijah Moore. So it looks like that's coming to fruition in the regular season. So that's good to see. And then, at least on the eagle side of the ball, uh, Minshew was efficient. It was a lot of screens and stuff. Um, he he had those strikes got Goddard, but yeah. it was a lot of um, – What's the word I'm looking for?
0: Efficiency. Razzle-dazzle?
1: Like, Razzle, yeah, a little bit. But <laughs> a lot of uh, efficient passing from Minshew, nothing, nothing crazy with only 25 at times.
0: But. Then again, if you were pay, playing a peewee defense against the Jets, too, you would just be looking for efficient anyway. Um, th- don't take away from the credit I'm giving Gardner Minshew here, too. He is a good backup, and I put him on the level of top five backups on any given team, and he can come in and win you a game in a pinch. He's very good, and I actually wouldn't mind him being the Jets back. I'm not sure he'd be expensive, but we got the money. And I just love that mustache anyway. So, I mean, why wouldn't you want him on your roster? I, I think he would play into any team well. So, good job, Gardner Minshew. And you were effective even for fantasy this week. And I think anyone playing against the Jets will be effective for fantasy. So, look for those lineups on waivers in the coming weeks. Uh, them, the Lions, the Texans, absolutely fantastic to play against. The Giants, all horrible. So look for those shitty teams in desperate matchups. Next game, we will go over the Chargers and Titans. T. Higgins heard everyone bitching about how bad he was for fantasy this season. And Chargers last and Bengals. That's right. Chargers and – I can't believe I wrote Titans. Chargers and Bengals because T. Higgins doesn't play for the Titans. T. Higgins had 138 yards and a touchdown in this game, and he has had absolutely monstrous number in the last two weeks. What's your thoughts on T. Higgins going forward?
1: Yeah, it's uh, up until the last two weeks, the story kind of was that, I think I maybe even said this on the podcast, oh, man, it's been a Monday, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, we we kind of talked about how he never has the uh, monster game, and uh, he must have heard us because he has had two consecutive monster <laughs> games and looks like the number one again, like, last year. So Chase, I think, is drawing a lot more attention from – Teams and they're looking to take him away. And Higgins has certainly capitalized the last couple of weeks.
0: Okay. And uh, before Keenan Allen got COVID, five receptions, 34 yards, and two touchdowns. Is this what he's going to do for teams in fantasy playoffs when he's back? Or is Definitely. it going to go back to uh, their more of his normal line where he's catching a lot of passes and not getting in the end zone?
1: Uh, I mean, he's got yeah. I mean, he's got four touchdowns on the year, and that, that was two of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing about Keenan Allen, like, even though he doesn't score, he has, like, 8 to 10 catches a game usually, so it saves you with that in PPR. So um, he's almost had 1,000 yards in a year, too. I think he's eighth in the league in receiving yards, so he's, he's had a really good year.
0: you like Mike Williams going in this week after his 110-yard game? Yeah, I do. Um, I think, you
1: know, they have uh, Josh Palmer, too. Who I don't know how – how they're going to fill the void of Keenan Allen, I don't know. I mean, he may not miss. It's possible he doesn't miss. Um, but I, I would assume he's going to. But I don't know who's going to step in and be that two. They got Guyton, who had four targets, four catches mm-hmm. this past game.
0: So I might I just fill him with Eckler. <laughs> getting
1: 15 passes. Definitely something you can do.
0: Um, so. Has there been a single player that has come back same week? They had were diagnosed with COVID. I don't think we've had a single one, have we? I don't think so. Alan. be the first. That would be lovely. I'd love to see you on the field this week. Uh, In this game, too, Justin Herbert, absolutely fantastic week. Do you think we're going to see this kind of consistency the last part of the season with him?
1: Yeah, I do. He's a great quarterback. Um, Before the game, there was uh, a lot of questions that which which quarterback would you rather start a franchise with, Herbert and Burrow? And a lot of people are saying Burrow, so maybe – Herbert took that a little personally and put on a show. So
0: um, I, I think you should take that personal because I think he's a better quarterback personally than Burrow.
1: Yeah, right now I mean I'd I'd probably take Herbert over Burrow. But uh
0: yeah, and for this week too, maybe for D S best or Waivers, you have any interest in uh Jalen Guyton who had the ninety yards and a touchdown?
1: Yeah, probably. I mean he's playing the Giants and I know they have Bradbury who covers the number one receiver a lot, so he could be with Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he can be beat deep with speed. So I do. Do you know? Do you happen to know off the top of your head, Guyton's DFS price this week? I didn't.
0: I don't. I don't believe they even have it out yet. No, they would do. They, would they do it this early in the week?
1: Yeah, Monday they have the uh, they uh open the slate.
0: I will look at that. And why don't you talk about uh, Joe Mixon's disappointing week this week and explain why uh, funneling him in the middle of the defense didn't seem to work? Yeah,
1: uh, I put a lot of stock in Mixon this week in DFS, and I should have known. Um, it was a scary moment where he got hurt, and he hadn't scored or done anything notable.
0: Oh my God, I can't tell you. No, no, he's just going to fall asleep right here on the podcast.
1: I guess so. I'm not used to staying up this
0: way. No, it's because you don't have Ron over here to infuriate you and pump you up <laughs> <laughs> with those excellent takes. No, I... I... <laughs> Yeah,
1: just so everyone knows that I I don't know if we've announced it on here yet, but I'm working on a special holiday special for uh, Garbage Time Fantasy Football where we'll cover some of our older takes and there's some pretty good stuff in there that I've found. So be yeah, to that.
0: A treat for the heckling fandom. And uh, here's this treat: uh, Jalen Guyton is 3,400 in this following week. So <laughs> might be playing him in some DFS lineups. That's pretty interesting. Going up a against a sketchy secondary where he might have some good matchups.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, since uh, you're giving the heckling fandom a treat, I'll give you a little bit of a treat here. Which game would you like to talk about next, uh, Raven, uh, Raiders and Washington or Lions and Vikings? Lions. Whoo, yeah, finally got that win. Congratulations, Jared Goff, getting that giant gorilla off your back. Decent day, too, 296 yards, three touchdowns. Jamal Williams had an all-right day, not bad. Got a little bit of work carrying and a little bit of passing. I'm on Ross a. Brown. Had a very nice game here, 86 yards and a touchdown. So give us a lay of this game. What happened?
1: The uh, Lions just kind of came to play. They controlled the game, and uh, they did their best to choke in the end. And it was very entertaining for Ryan. But
0: <laughs> in the end,
1: they uh, they managed to pull it off. So good for them. They finally got the first win, and it was kind of an emotional game. I know they were supporting the um, – school shooting victims and everything. They're yeah, that was a nice year. Yeah, so it was kind of a cool story. So good for Dan Campbell and the Lions. It's been a tough
0: year. So, Hawkinson got into the end zone too, uh, 4 for 49 and a touchdown. Do you think they get another win by the end of the year, these last five weeks? Let's
1: look at their schedule. They got the Broncos, the Cardinals, the Falcons, the Seahawks, and the
0: Packers. They might get one with the Falcons. I could see that. That's the only game I think
1: they have a shot at. They play Seattle, but Seattle looks pretty decent, actually,
0: yesterday. And it's in Seattle, which is a tough place to go to. So. Who are they playing the last week of the season? The Packers. Well, if the Packers are out of the bye, I could see them rusting their players at last week. Man, they, 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 might, they might get one. I'd like to say they might get one there, but I don't even know if they can beat the Packers. I'll say they're going to
1: win one more. I'd say one more. They'll, they'll sneak a win in.
0: Yeah, um, Alexander Madison, even just messing around, looked more effective than Delvin Cook. Uh, 22 carries on 90, 34 yards reception and a touchdown. It's you could throw either one of these guys in here and it doesn't give a damn or matter which one is in there. Just I think I'd rather honestly <laughs> them shut down Delvin Cook and then just play Alexander Madison. I don't want to hobble Delvin Cook going into playoffs. So take your time coming back, come back healthy, and don't come back at all if you're not healthy. Just Alexander Madison looked really good. What's your thoughts on him going forward?
1: Yeah, the Vikings the last couple of years have really built up that offensive line. And um, I think Cook is more explosive and has more speed, but they have a similar skill set. So Madison's able to slide right in there and be just as efficient. Mm-hmm. So I agree. They invested so much money in Dalvin Cook. There's no need to rush him back if you're going to get that kind of output from Madison. So
0: yeah, it's no, a rest short week for you're- the
1: Vikings, too. They're playing Thursday.
0: It is. And you're resting him up for the playoffs anyway. They're right in the middle of the hunt anyway. And it's just as effective. I mean, coming like against a loss for the Lions, not good, but you're still in the hunt. So just keep playing Madison. I, don't, I honestly don't believe there's any drop-off here. Um, Jefferson, absolutely insane and had been on a tear. 11 receptions, 182 yards, and a touchdown. He, I wouldn't be shocked if he had another 200-yard game in his future. What's your thoughts here on him? Has he just been absolutely outstanding this season?
1: He's an awesome player. Um, I think he's – Definitely solidified himself as a top five receiver in the league, especially with some of the more notable guys like Hopkins. Seemingly, I know he caught a touchdown, but he's—I don't think he's the same player he was a couple of years ago. So I think mm-hmm. he's solidified himself as a top five guy. He's a stud.
0: Um, any, any chance he's going to flirt with end of the first round uh, potential next year? Definitely.
1: What's it? How many receiving yards
0: is he at? He's well over a thousand now, and we're what? I, I, I believe he's pacing better than Odell did at this point on his career. If I'm correct, right?
1: He's up, he's up over 1,200 yards with. Uh, I think we're 13 weeks in, so four games to go. Five games. No, yep. we're no, we're only 12 games in.
0: So no, we're 13 going into 14. Yeah, 12 games for him. Yeah, so he's got five more games when he already has 1,200 yards. So Names. he's. I mean, He's an impressive young receiver. Uh, Tyler Conklin also had a good week uh, with that injury to Thielen. I don't know at what point he went out during this game. I don't know if this is why Conklin produced well, but Conklin will produce with him out, I think. Seven receptions, 56 yards. And Cousins having a very, very good season quietly, and nobody talks about it. 30 for 40, 340 yards, two touchdowns. Why the hell does nobody talk about Kirk Cousins? He seems to be even good for fantasy. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, the NFC North's kind of –
1: all about the Packers these days. So and the Vikings are only five and seven and they lost some heartbreaking games, so they're not super, super relevant right now. So he's not getting a lot of praise. But you're right, he's at almost thirty four hundred yards, has twenty five touchdowns and only three picks.
0: So he's having probably the best season the Vikings quarterback's ever had. Yeah, so, you don't hear a damn word about it. Nope. All right, so with that though, let's move on to the next one. Raiders in Washington. Heinecke. 23-30, 196 yards, two touchdowns. Not bad. They won this game. Gibson seems to be coming on, though. So what's our boy Gibson doing? Uh, He's he's playing like we thought he was going to play coming into the season.
1: I, ever since that bye week, he's just kind of stepped up for the football team and has really solidified his role as the RB1. Mm. And McKissick being out definitely
0: helps, too, as he gets those looks in the passing game. So... Yep. Hunter Renfro on the other side too. Nine receptions, 102 yards. Yep. Yeah, I think he's got a few more 100 yard games in his future this season too. You think so?
1: Um, maybe.
0: Uh,
1: with Waller out, he's definitely Carr's number one in safety net. So we saw as soon as Waller went out on Thanksgiving versus the Cowboys, Renfro was a guy. And then that's why I played him in our uh, DFS contest this week yeah. because
0: that's, uh, that's his number one without, Waller, so Pro quietly having a good season. I went with the cheaper options for the Raiders, uh, like Zay Jones, because I sent up on all the running backs, and that bit me in the ass this week. So let's hope that doesn't do the same thing to me this week in DFS. Maybe I'll have a little bit more balance of a team. Uh, Josh Jacobs, as we said, 13 carries, 52 yards. Also had a touchdown, too, got involved in the passing game. But with Logan Thomas being out, does this throw Seals-Jones right back into that tight end one workload?
1: Yeah, whoever is the number one for the football team is relevant. Heineke has definitely proven that he likes to throw to the tight end. Saw a sick one-handed catch by Logan Thomas in the end zone. So especially down in the red zone, the tight ends are always getting targets for Washington.
0: So, Seals-Jones could be available on waivers, and Tyler Conklin could also be available on waivers. Which one of these guys are you more interested in for waivers this week?
1: Mm, I'd probably say Conklin, especially with, with Thielen out. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I didn't really touch on this in the Vikings game, but one of the things I'm interested to see going forward is how teams cover Jefferson without Thielen in there. Are they really going to double and triple team him and try and sell out on him to take him away and open up all the underneath stuff for Conklin? Um, I think that's possible. So I, I'd say I like Conklin a little better than Seals-Jones.
0: Any other thoughts on that Raiders-Washington and Washington game that you wanted to bring up?
1: Um, not really. Uh, we, we talked about Jacobs earlier with, with Drake going out It uh, Jacobs had nine receptions, so that's mm-hmm. huge for his fantasy outlook
0: going forward, so
1: I, I think we covered everything. Uh, one, I guess one more thing, uh, Terry McLaurin has really been disappointing to me, so. Yeah,
0: that, I think that's a side effect that this quarterback, unfortunately, is, his quarterback, well, I think is decent, and I think there's, he, he's better than some of the, is somewhere falls somewhere between that twenty five to thirty two range for quarterback, so he's a starting level quarterback, but he can't push the ball downfield, and that's what Terry McLaurin really needs as a quarterback. I think that'll help him push the ball downfield. So I would not surprise me if they're looking for a quarterback coming into the next season. Yeah, he's, and he's,
1: I mean, he's having, he's got eight hundred yards and I think five touchdowns, so he's having a decent season, but he hasn't broken out. Like, I mean, he has, but he hasn't. It's
0: just kind of a weird situation. Might I say a Mitch Trubisky, maybe? Potentially. I'd like to see a go to the Steelers. But. Yeah, he 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 could work with there, I think. And anyway, we'll, we'll we'll speculate about all that kind of shit in the off season. I I know you could talk about that for an hour. Of all course. right, so let, let's let's get to the other topics at hand here: Bucks and Falcons. So Brady doing fucking Brady things, which pisses me off. Retire, go sell smoothies somewhere else, Brady. Thirty-eight for fifty-one. 368, 4 TDs. So you're going to win the Super Bowl this year. And not by that, I mean fantasy Super Bowls.
1: <laughs> yeah, if you got him, you're in, probably in good shape. He leads the NFL in both passing yards and
0: passing touchdowns. So that's, uh, you know, typical Tom. Four net effective, 48 yards, touchdown. 46 yards passing, too, is for not going to be a league winner.
1: He's really come on. He's... Seemingly completely taken that job. So, obviously, in that offense, that's incredibly valuable. And Brady has been throwing it to him more often. Their first he does have is, tough
0: matchups, I believe, though.
1: Yeah, I think he plays the Panthers twice. He plays the Saints once. And I think the Bills, too. So, they do have a, a decent schedule. Not decent, but, like, difficult schedule uh, to opposing running backs coming up. Mm-hmm. But,
0: yeah. um, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish with that. Uh, I don't know what I was going to say. All right, and uh, I think Van fantasy owners are kicking themselves in the balls for not drafting Gronk this year. Two touchdowns. Very, very effective. Going to take that uh, work that Antonio Brown should be doing right now, but, you know, I like to sign fake paperwork. Uh, Chris Godwin, 75 yards, or no, is 15 receptions?
1: 15 catches, 143 yards. Good, good-ass
0: week for him. Thoughts?
1: Uh, yeah, he's uh, just a beast. He's been the uh, Edelman in Brady's offense a little bit this season, so he's having a great year. Um, I hope the Bears sign him for agency. I, of course, I have to make something about the Bears here, but um, he's got 82 catches, 950 yards on the year. Stud.
0: If you have him, you're probably in pretty good shape. He was franchise there's the potential. They're gonna have to let him go. They're I believe they're right on the cusp of salary cap hell. So. There's potential for that to happen. He could also be a jack because we have a lot of money. A lot of it uh, depends
1: on Brady too.
0: That, that that is true because he could take a pay cut to bring him back, or retire. I don't think he's going to do that. He's going yeah, fingers crossed, but I don't think it'll ever happen. Who would have thought Mike Evans having a 99-yard game would go under the radar? Uh, he had a good game too. Brady was effective all around to every single one of his players and made everyone happy. So let's just push that aside because we already know he's going to be effective. Russell Gage, 11 receptions for 130. What's going on? I I hated him a few weeks ago. I brought him in for one week and instantly dropped him. (laughs) So what's going on with Russell Gage? Uh, Game script. Uh, Teams are also just
1: selling out on Kyle Pitts, taking him away because he's such a threat. And it's just leaving Gage in consistent single coverage, and the opportunities are there. So... Ryan's going to throw
0: to the open guy, and he got open. Yep, and Patterson has been doing Patterson se- things this season. He's consistent every single week. So if you got him off waivers this week, I mean earlier this season, congratulations because he has been a big part of your your fantasy team. And with that, let's move to another one-sided game. Uh, Rams and Jags here. So... Uh, the Jags were absolutely awful, but there is some outliers for better matchups for them going over here. O'Shaughnessy got some targets. He's a decent tight end, and the Jags like to throw to him, so he's an option, I think, going forward that you could potentially look at if you're really desperate, but this is more of a break-the-glass in case of emergency. Uh LeVisius Chenault got targets, not very effective ones, but like I said, they hit this buzzsaw of a defense called the Rams defense. Uh I don't believe in Treadwell going forward. I understand he's had a few good weeks. I don't believe in him going forward. And Robinson was ineffective, but he's going to be the biggest piece of this offense going forward. you have any thoughts on this shitty Jags offense? Fuck you, Marvin Jones. Justin, what is up? J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Love my team, man, but shit, that was a bad loss. Uh, We were in that game, and we need to find a kicker. And got again, one now. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell us about our boy, you know, since he's in the uh, the chat right here. Who's this kicker? You're familiar with him.
1: Eddie Pinheiro, former Bears kicker. Kicked a game winner in 2019, week two versus the
0: Broncos, or was it week three?
1: It was week two versus <laughs>
0: the Broncos. All right. Uh, our second Jets fan's got a question here. He's got a few, actually, I believe. Justin says, also, one league, I am up seven in playing – Devin, and I got Knox. Thoughts? Devin. Fill us in a little bit more, Justin. I think we're both having a blank here. Devin Singletary? Got to be Devin Singletary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you're fine. I, I don't think this game is going to be effective, and they're running with a committee. Uh, Knox is a safety net. Actually, I'm not currently watching the game, so I don't know the outlook. What's your thoughts? Are you watching the game currently? I'm monitoring it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot the game was going on. Singletary has not been
1: effective and Zach Moss is actually in Kerry's house. So Singletary has five for ten. Knox and that, Yeah, so I, I don't know. It's uh Knox has no catches. It's uh it's a tough outlook, but they're they're down, so they're gonna throw. Yeah. Um you're, well, you're, he's it, he's he's cheering against these guys. He's up seven. I think you
0: got a real shot, surprisingly, with the weather. It's it's affecting the game from what it's looking like. Uh, one of the league, I'm up 36, and I'm playing Evan. You, yeah, you should be fine. You're up 36. I I, I wouldn't be too concerned. Uh, let's move on to our next uh, little thoughts on this game, too, which is the more important team here. The Rams, who Cooper Cup had eight receptions, 129 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, and the rest of this receiving core got involved again. Uh, Van Jefferson six for forty one and a touchdown. Odell also got a touchdown two for twenty eight. Everyone's viable these wide for this wide receiving core going forward, correct?
1: Yeah, I think so. Jefferson, Beckham, and uh, Kup are all obviously Cup is viable. So um, OBJ caught a nice jump ball. He got he only got five targets, but they were playing the Jags, so um, you know Michelle. Ran it 24 times. I think next Monday night, they'll definitely be throwing more. So,
0: Yeah. Oh, and I believe, Justin, you are part of the heckling fandom. But if you're not, like and subscribe to the video before. That is the cost of admission. If you aren't already a heckling fan, I believe you already are, though. Uh, any other thoughts on this game? Uh, we already covered Sonny Michel. Um Is he... Sp- a viable starter next week. I understand he's playing next Monday night, which is a little bit concerning because it's late in the week. But uh you think you can still play him?
1: I don't know because Henderson was active Sunday, and now he's got eight days for the next game. I have to imagine that uh, he's going to get some run on Monday night. So just monitor that and and see where they're at. Yeah. Do us a favor and declare him out on Wednesday
0: so we don't have to worry about it. But, you know, teams don't do that kind of thing, so. No, they don't. Strategic uh, advantages, they'd call it. Coaching outlook doesn't help fantasy football. Gamesmanship. Bullshit is what I call it. All right, let's move on to our next game here. Uh, 49ers and Seahawks. So, Elijah Mitchell looked like he got hurt. Uh, Don't believe he did, though. 22 carries on 66 um in a touchdown so a lot of work here Trey Sermon did leave the game and is hurt oh god such such a disappointing rookie year George Kittle absolute monster screwed me on underdogs I had four out of five for a $15 bet for 300 I said Ayuk was going to have more yards than him and of course this is the one the game that George Kittle had to come out so I'm sorry 181 yards right yeah, 1-9 one for
1: 181.
0: Yeah, so two touchdowns. So way to have a breakout game this week. Thank you for screwing me out of money, George Kittle. I really appreciate that. Ayuk was silent in the first half but had three receptions uh, in the second half. What's Ayuk's outlook going forward, and any thoughts on uh, Kittle? Uh, Kittle's savage. Um, always savage. Love George
1: Kittle. He's also a Bears fan, so he's, he's a good guy. Um, you you see him in a
0: Bears uniform in the future?
1: I wish we took Adam Shaheen <laughs> who's no longer on the team in the second round. <laughs> in the twenty seventeen draft instead so of Kittle. Breaks my heart. But um yeah, Kittle's obviously a beast probably I mean, with the way the Chiefs have declined, he's probably the number one tight end going forward in the season right now, the way that he's been playing and
0: Has he surpassed Mark Andrews yet, yeah. you think? As yeah. I think,
1: I think so. The Ravens have really since the Miami game when teams have learned to the blitz, the Ravens. Their pass game has declined from where it was at the start of the year, for sure. So, yeah, Dolphins they've gone down put now. Put the report out on them. So, yeah, I, I think uh, Kittle is the is the one right now with uh, the Chiefs kind of floundering. At least their offense, the team's doing well. But um, and then Ayuk, I think he's definitely still viable going forward. He's talented. Um, the ball just didn't go his way this one,
0: in this one, but uh, he's he was still involved. So, yeah, not to worry, about him. I'm going to need you to show up, son. I don't have Keenan Allen this week, so, well, likely don't have Keenan Allen, so you're going to need to show up this week for me, okay? (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about the Seahawks' side of the ball now, too. Uh, Russell Wilson looked better to you?
1: Yeah, he's getting there. Um, You know, they just – besides that one weird run right off the beginning of the game for Travis Homer, their run game was completely ineffective, so it was pretty much all on on Russ, so (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> Peterson somehow yeah. signs and has eleven carries, and but only for
0: sixteen yards. So he, he kind of looks like he's going to be the red zone guy, though. It, it's kind of the vibe that you got from him. Uh, why they signed him, I, I I don't know. I would rather get my young guys some experience, but hey, let's bring up the bring in the aging uh, vet and try him out. I guess I, I have no idea what they're going for there. Apparently, they're still playing for the now. I don't think they're involved in the playoff discussions. They're hey. only
1: two games out.
0: You know, if you're in denial, I guess we're happy for you. Um, in this game, though, the wide receivers are pretty effective, too. Tyler Lockett, seven receptions and a touchdown. DK, five for 60, but I think he'll have better weeks going forward. So what's your thoughts on these wide receivers going forward? The Lockett's just Russ's favorite. Um, it's a shame because the
1: Metcalf's awesome. But um, they do play the Texans next week, so I definitely can see a get-right game for DK Metcalf next Sunday for sure. So I. Just a little preview. He will be in my DraftKings lineup. Um, I love his outlook next week. So
0: Interesting as hell. And we're avoiding this uh, running back, this shitty committee for the Seahawks going forward? Absolutely. That's right, guys. Don't play shitty committees. Uh, on to our next game. Ravens and Steelers. Don't worry. You'll get to talk about your Bears game right after this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lamar, 23-37, of 37, 253. Got some work on the ground. Freeman though does look like the lead back for the Ravens. You like his outlook going forward? Uh, yeah. He, I mean, he's he's taken that job from
1: uh, Latavius Murray, who only had two carries for a yard, So he's definitely their one. Mm-hmm. So he's he's viable going forward. Um, and yeah, he he's involved in the pass game too. I think he had five receptions for forty-five yards. So
0: very viable. Speaking of people who haven't been involved in the passing game, is uh, Rashad Bateman droppable at this point?
1: Uh, one target, so. Yeah. Since that Miami game, man, it's, uh, Lamar has been struggling with the, the extra pressure that heat teams are putting on him, so. I don't, I wouldn't drop him. Um, I'd look for him to turn it around. What's their schedule coming up? They got the, the Browns, the Packers, the Bengals, the Rams, and the Steelers again. Yeah, it's not great. So, there's definitely better options out there right now until the,
0: the Ravens figure it out. Mark Andrews was, uh, effective as he always says, four receptions for 50. Could have got them the, Game-winning score, that was a very, very unfortunate uh, two-point conversion that he dropped right at the end. That was a bitch. Marquise Brown, uh, all right. I think he'll have better weeks going forward, even up against these tough defenses. It's a tough outlook for them going forward. Um, They really have to figure some things out. Uh, I, I am concerned about this offense a little bit, but I hope there's better weeks forward for them. What's your thoughts on this offense? I mean they'll they'll be fine.
1: Lamar's Lamar. He's gonna he's gonna run. Um, it was kind of inevitable that he was gonna bring him down in the end of the game there versus the mm-hmm. Steelers. It's just kind of what he does. So especially this year. So um, yeah, it's, I'm not I'm not too worried. He he plays pretty well against the Bengals and Browns historically. So um,
0: he'll be all right. Yeah, up and on the other side of the. Floor. On the other side of the ball, too, uh, Big Ben, who seems to have one foot out the door of the retirement, took offense to those comments that they actually came out this week and had a pretty good game here, 21-31, to 236, and two touchdowns, which is a good game for him this season. He's had a pretty bad year. But Deontay, man, uh, started off not good in this game, but had a late push, eight receptions for 105 yards of two DDs, man. He is just the... Quintessential of consistency, and I really think he's the kind of wide receiver. I don't believe it It matters who plays quarterback.
1: Yeah, he's a clear cut one. And when Ben plays quarterback, he's his trusted favorite. So he's having a great season, uh, Pro Bowl caliber season. So um,
0: yeah, good for him. Yep, and Najee did Najee things. Twenty one carries, seventy one yards, five catches for thirty six yards. He's going to be the focal point next year if they bring in a young quarterback. or a very good piece if they bring in someone, say, like an Aaron Rodgers. We shall see what they do. And the floor is yours, Cardinals and Bears. I don't know if I'm ready to talk about it yet. Well, guess what? This is garbage Science fantasy football, so <laughs> use it as your psychology. Suck it up and get it off your chest.
1: Uh, yeah, This the Bears' offense continues to flounder, especially with – Andy Dalton, who threw zero passes over 20 yards in this
0: one.
1: He <laughs> threw four picks, including an interception on a screen pass. So what an idiot I am for making that bat with Ryan last week, putting any faith in Andy Dalton. But um, the positive in this one for the Bears, pretty much the only positive, was uh, David Montgomery, who showed out, was the number one scoring running back in fantasy this week so far. I know there's a game going on now. Um <laughs> So, yeah, him and uh, Mooney going forward are, are probably the only starters. I think uh, Robinson's probably milking that hamstring injury as long as he can so he can get the the offseason and try and get a new contract. So, uh,
0: hey, you, yeah. you didn't even mention Jimmy Graham. He's had a touchdown in the last few weeks. So what's going on with Jamie Graham? Uh, he finishes a top 12 tight end.
1: One comes catch, in the red zone. It was one yard and too. a touchdown. It was
0: bullshit. It pisses me off.
1: Uh, David Montgomery runs them all the way down there, and <laughs> runs in a touchdown. and gets called back, and then they try a sneak with Andy Dalton. Uh, another failed pass, and then they throw it into Jimmy Graham. It's just <laughs> poor David
0: Montgomery deserves paying, better. Paying him a ton of money to do nothing. All right, on the other side of the ball, though, Kyler Murray had a a pedestrian day passing, but the rushing is really what saved him. Uh, eleven for fifteen, so effective. One hundred twenty-three yards. Uh passing but what got him a very good statistical day for fantasy was the 59 yards rushing and two touchdowns is he insanely viable going forward for fantasy football and is he going to potentially be a league winner for people yeah he looks
1: he looked good um combination of things as far as the passing uh the conditions it was especially in the first half it was really slippery and wet and windy um so it was kind of limited and then, obviously, Andy Dalton threw four interceptions, and they that had a great field position the whole game. So there just weren't as many yards there for him. He didn't have to throw the ball all the way down the field. He had, was pretty much playing in a half field the whole game. So,
0: And he's got one hell of an easy schedule coming up, too.
1: He does, and, yeah, he looked he looked good. And he was mobile and running around quickly and outrunning linebackers as he does. So, yeah, going forward, he looks like he's full throttle going into next Monday night.
0: Yep, That's and – Hopkins looked good, looked healthy, too. He got into the end zone. I think he's got hops again. So I feel pretty good about him going forward, too. Do you like any other Cardinals pieces going forward? They seem to have a pedestrian week.
1: Yeah, just the volume wasn't there because the game script and the weather. So, yeah, I mean, I think Kirk as a a flex option is viable, and obviously Zach Ertz, you can can play him in your tight end spot. When Murray was in, he was, you know, earlier in the year – in particular, he was throwing to the tight end a lot. Max Williams mm-hmm. was having a great year before he got hurt. So um, I got no problem with the Earths going forward.
0: Yep. Any other thoughts on this game before we move on to the last two, JJ? No, let's leave it in the past. All right, let's leave this team in the past two, Giants and Dolphins. So Glennon was goddamn awful. Uh, Barkley, I think still getting some footing. He He was a focal point, though, 11 of 15. I believe he has six catches for 19 yards, but, you know, it, it kind of sucks when your whole offense sucks around you. Ingram, four receptions for 61, but I'm assuming you have no interest in playing him going forward. Everyone always falls to this trap. Any interest?
1: In playing Evan Ingram? Yes. Depends. uh's been some injuries. Uh, you know, Logan Thomas got hurt. So, who knows? He,
0: he's streamable. Um. I believe Galladay got hurt in this game too, didn't he? He did. I think he came back. Um, So hobbled at least.
1: Yeah, so he's another one. If I had that glass button, I would press it. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, Galladay got banged up. Um, I'm thinking that Sterling Shepard should maybe be back next week. But, again, it's going to be Jake Fromm, so who the hell knows what you're going to get. The Giants are so unpredictable, it's insane.
0: Yeah, and uh here's a take that'll probably be on our top twelve for that video that JJ's making. Tua had another good game. I've um, my mouth. Thirty of forty one, two forty four, two touchdowns. Waddle, his number one target, nine catches for ninety yards, and an interesting piece coming off waivers this week, and I'm sure a lot of people will be targeting him. Parker got five catches for sixty two yards. Gosucki even got involved. So that offense looks efficient with that asshole to Otunga Vailua. I was wrong. What's going on here?
1: Well, he's uh he's heating up a little bit. The uh Dolphins have won five straight games. So um they're looking good. Tua's uh he's having a good year. Um he kinda reminds me of Trubisky a little bit. Of course. Uh, put the put the right pieces around him, get it, protect him, he can play well. So um scary moment and this was when Walla went out with a knee injury, but I was really glad to see him come back. He's He's a great young player, so I was happy to see that.
0: Yeah, keep um, those
1: knees safe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, was a little bit viable going
0: forward. Yep. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on this game? Not really. All right, let's end this on a very unexciting note. Colts and Texans, so when 16 out of 22, one touchdown. Taylor did Taylor things. And once again, do I need to repeat myself? Silence. You owe us a damn apology. So we'll be waiting for that. Uh. Like I said, he, he had a good day. Taylor, 32 carries, two touchdowns. Pittman, 6 of 77. Uh, T.Y. Houston didn't do what I thought he was going to do. So that yeah, was Hilton. disappointing. Yeah, I call him T.Y. Houston because it's the only game he produces in now. So uh, is his career over now? It's <laughs> he, he absolutely done for fantasy football? That was the only game he seemed to be viable in. And that was like in every game for the last three years. So yeah. Is Hilton really done? Yeah, I think he's. He's coats. as the kids say. Washed. Yeah, it's been nice knowing you, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, Pittman, though, bigger games going forward. Do you think? Yeah, it's uh, you know it's
1: the Derrick Henry script for the Colts, but with Jonathan Taylor. So yeah, he's uh, he's definitely viable going forward. Um, I think their schedule coming up, they're going to have to throw a little bit more. I just looked at it a second ago, but they play the Patriots and the Cardinals in the next two weeks. Yep. So those are definitely going to be more competitive games, and Wentz is going to have to throw more, and obviously he's their, their one. So,
0: And uh, if there's a team you can ever skate over for fantasy football, it's the Texans. Taylor got hurt. General Mills had to come in. He sucked. Any interest in Brandon Cooks as a wide receiver three going forward, or are you just avoiding that altogether?
1: Yeah, he's viable. Uh, as he's much as be- you don't want to say it. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a gross situation. I feel bad for the guy, honestly. He, the team just completely tanked around him, and he's like the only playmaker there now. So
0: he, he should force his way out of town. He really needs to force his way out of town. What's his, I have to look at his contract, but... It's not a very good... He, he always makes a lot of money, and he does have a very expensive contract. That's why everybody seems to trade that contract. I don't know how much time he's got left on it, though. It's, I mean, no matter where he goes, he always plays well. Though he's just been a very disrespectful, disrespected wide receiver. I don't know if he doesn't get along with locker rooms or what is his issue, but he just always gets traded.
1: Oh, he's definitely going to be there next year because he's a uh, sixteen million dollar cap hit. Oh, he, he only carries seven million in dead cap. Who knows? They could restructure, but yeah, they should move him in the off season for sure.
0: Yeah, guys, and like we said, we're Garbage Time Fantasy Football. You can listen to us anywhere you find us, iTunes, Google, Apple, iHeartRadio, www.garbageTimeFF.com, where you can leave voicemails screaming at us when we give you Ron takes, we will play them. We will eat our crow. Just like Zionist is gonna have to eat his crow and leave us or leave Ron specifically, an apology. Don't worry, Ron, we'll get you reading one on this show. It'll it might take a few weeks, but so we'll get you reading one. Uh, JJ, do you want to inform the heckling fandom of uh, the little present you're making for them?
1: Yeah. uh, Video, it'll be coming out within probably the next couple weeks, um, but it is a garbage time fantasy football Christmas special. I'll be doing the 12 cold takes of Christmas where I'll cover some of the stupid shit we said going into the season and earlier on in the season. So uh, look for that coming out. It's going to be very entertaining. So it, it'll be
0: it. it'll be very entertaining to see who uh, which one of the four of us has the number one take for that video. So
1: it's a it's a, it's gonna be an honor. So. <laughs> it's an I'm absolute honor. It takes from everybody. So
0: yeah, no, I, I'm very much looking forward to that too. And guys, like we said, like and subscribe to these videos, leave us reviews on Apple, and enjoy the rest of that shitty Buffalo in New England weather game. So I'm gonna go watch and tune into that. And with that, guys. Have a good night and tune into the waiver show tomorrow. Boom, boom, boom.